shall we pray? Father, we thank you. For the entrance of your word gives life. And even life. We have come to your word. The ancient word. That transforms. That heals. The ancient world that saves. The ancient world that brings that transformation that the church needs. I am asking, O Lord, this morning that you give me utterance. Lord, that the auction to teach like Jesus, not like Pharisees, but like Jesus with authority. Let it come upon me in the name of Jesus. Amen. May every heart this morning be a fertile soil for the seed of your world. Bless the speaking. Bless the hearing. Bless the understanding. And give us the grace to be the doer. That at the end of this teaching, your church will grow spiritually. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. The church can say better, Amen. We are in lesson two. Please take your lecture book and wave it, everybody. Hallelujah. Wave it. Hallelujah. Wow, look at that. Wave it, wave it. In French, in English, in Yoruba, maybe very soon in Hausa and in Igbo. Every language will hear the word of God. Wave it, wave it. Somebody shall go higher. Yesterday we talked about going higher in numerical growth. And our daddy taught us that it is compulsory that we must grow numerically. As a church. And that this church started and grew. Grew very rapidly, but got to a point our growth rate was not as rapid as it was when the church started, especially the first 30 years of the history of this church. Uh, but he said from that yesterday, we have, we have received the challenge, we are going to double up. We are going to catch up. We are going to recover and we are going to move ahead and the speed will be faster than the speed that we have been using in the last 10 years. By the grace of God, next year convention, uh, not just in our attendance, in the convention, but in all our assemblies. The door is now open. As we go out and bring souls, the Lord will be adding to us as He added to the early church mightily in the name of Jesus. Did you say amen to that? All right, God bless you for saying amen. Amen. Now, in lesson two, we are talking about going higher in spiritual life. 
This is very, very important. Because there is a correlation between spiritual growth and numerical growth. If a church is growing spiritually, definitely it will grow numerically. But a church can grow numerically and may not grow spiritually. Qualitative growth, quality, spiritual growth will lead to quantitative growth. And so that's why Daddy has included this topic in this conventional lecture because without qualitative growth, if we have quantitative, it will be just multitude and crowds that are not going to heaven. Apostle John Elder John say, above all things I wish that that, that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. In other words, as your soul prospers, then you will be in good health and you will be prosper financially. The spiritual prosperity is a bedrock for financial and numerical prosperity. <laughs> That we have always and often misquoted and misinterpreted that passage. We overemphasize the first aspect, we de-emphasize the second. Whether the second is the premise for the other one. Spiritual growth, spiritual life, growing in the spirit, growing in godliness, growing in holiness, growing in the fruit of the spirit, growing in character is very, very important. As especially for us as a church. The church is a spiritual entity. It's an organism. And as it grows physically, it must grow spiritually. In fact, I would say as it grows spiritually, it will lead to physical growth. If spiritually the church is dead, and numerically is growing, is no more the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. God does not want us to be stagnant. Look at page 24 of our booklet. He wants in English, page 24. 
wants us to go to greater heights in Him, in Him, in Christ, in Christ. There are deaths that you have not yet known in Him. There are dimensions that you have not yet experienced in Him. Also, there are encounters you have not yet had. And revelations of Him that you have not yet seen. All of us here. There are deep, deep spiritual insights that we need to know, we need to experience, we need to perceive. But we cannot unless there is that desire to grow spiritually in us. God wants us to know Him more. For you do not know yet all that is there to know. He's calling you out of the comfort zone for spirit, from, of spiritual passivity into a native and higher experience with Him. That's why Proverbs 4, 18 says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. May I pray for somebody here today that as you listen to this lecture, the Lord will open your eyes. He will open your heart. God will reveal Himself to you in a deeper way. And by the time you leave this convention, you will begin to experience deep revelations of God that will take you to a higher level spiritually. Let that be your experience in the name of Jesus. Let me hear a better amen. Now, how does this start? Number one is that we must experience the new life in Christ. Your spiritual journey to greater heights begins with salvation when you give your life to Christ. I want you to listen very well, government members. Because for many years, we have focused on preaching salvation messages, sanctification messages, heaven-bound messages, but along the years, we diverted and we begin to focus more on physical needs of people and we neglect the spiritual needs. Because 
Not that the other one is not necessary. But we move from one extreme to another extreme. We are called to preach the whole castle of God. And I want our pastors to listen very well. We are called to preach the total gospel for the total man, the whole gospel for the whole person. No aspect must be left untouched. No pastor should say, this is my area. I'm not good in this area. If it is prosperity, I can preach it. If it is holiness, I should be able to dig it up. And call people to holiness. If it is heaven, I should preach it. As somebody who is going there. And all of us, preachers must be balanced. Otherwise, you will breed patriarchal members. You will breed members who are very, very one-sided in their growth and they will not be able to make heaven at the end of the day. The first foundation is salvation. And the first foundation of any preaching and the climax of any preaching is salvation. And that is where Christianity begins. Not just essay. The, life, the Christian life, if you are here Christianity, salvation, you must be sure that you are born again. Second Corinthians 5, 17, it says, If any man is in Christ, who is, who is he? Oh, you are finished Let me hear you. Say it to everybody. Quote it now. This is a memory by which you all know. Oh, yeah, say it. One, two, go. If any man is a Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold. Somebody say all things become new. That is the premise. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Salvation is the greatest gift, the greatest miracle, the greatest experience, the greatest encounter, and the foundation of your Christian life. You must be sure of it. You must have that assurance. In fact, if I greet you, good morning, how are you? My next question to you should be, are you safe? That is the most important thing I want to know about you before any other thing. One day I was 
preaching in one of the churches I pastored, and I called everybody to stand up, and I said, if you are sure you are saved, please sit down. If you are sure you are not saved, keep standing up. We need to settle this matter once and for all today. It is important that you are saved and not just a church member, a church goer. And I want to do the same thing this morning. Every one of us here, we must be sure we are saved. We must say to it. Let us stop playing religion. If you are not saved, God doesn't know you. You are not a member of this church. And you are not a member of the church of Christ in heaven. Forget about your title. Forget about how long you have been in this church. You need to settle it once and for all. It's lack of spiritual uh, 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 growth or maturity for you to be making coming out for altar call every time they preach salvation. You are not getting saved gradually or every day. No. You are saved once. If you are not serious, then you keep coming and going and coming. But one day you need to say enough of this gimmick or play or game. I want to give my life to Christ. And that is something you need to do and settle it. And today, wherever you are hearing me, I want you to settle that matter. Because we cannot talk of spiritual growth if you are not born again. If you are not born again, will you go spiritually? You will just be a copycat, a pretender who is never born again, but just, you know, identifying with behaving and dressing and talking and, uh, you know, trying to be a copycat, copying believers. You know in the innermost part of your being, you have not been regenerated. In our lecture book, in page 25, we say the new life in Christ is marked by change, not APC change. And it gives you a new identity. You are a new creation. You are changed completely. That engine of sin that pushes you is removed. The engine of righteousness is put in you. 
Those things you used to do, you no longer do them. Those places you used to go, you no longer go there. You can no longer keep the same friends that you have been keeping before you were born again. How come you say you are born again? We see, see the trait of unbelievers. So dangerous characters in you. Those things that you used to do, you are still doing them. The engine of sin has not been removed. You only change your body. It's like a car. The pan may be the body, but the engine is still old. He cannot run or move the way a new engine will move. Shall we rise up? I'm waiting for those who take them two seconds or ten seconds or one minute to rise up. I'm waiting for them. Shall we rise up? Listen to me. If you know that you have met Jesus, He has changed you. He has transformed your heart. You are born again. You are sure if Jesus comes today, you have the, 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 uh, the passport of heaven, which is your salvation. You are very confident of that. You have assurance of salvation. Sit down. I thank those of you standing up. I am grateful for your life. You are a sincere person. I'm not saying those who see that are not sincere. It's possible to find people who are seen that who are not sincere. For those of you standing, I congratulate you. Today, after this teaching, I will ask you to make that decision. You look. It is the best decision of your life. Look, heaven will rejoice because of it. It is the greatest of all miracles. It is more than when 20 lame jump up here and begin to walk. Ten lame for them to jump and begin to walk. Because if ten lame jump up and walk and they end up in hell, what game is it? You need to settle this today. As you are standing, say with me. Say with me. Say today. Today. I will make that decision to belong to Jesus and I will not go back. Say it like that. And the heaven will honor you today. I will call you. Don't forget, I will call you out for prayer. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. That is where it begins.
Once that is settled, then you go to the business of growing spiritually. On page 25 of our booklet, Daddy mentioned five things we must know about spiritual growth. Oh yeah, I want you to read it with me. Hey. I want you to read it with me. Everybody. Want you go. Hey. Spiritual growth is a choice. B. Spiritual growth is not accidental. C. Spiritual growth is intentional. D. Spiritual growth will cost you a price. E. Spiritual growth is a process. Let somebody say amen. As I've said, once you have been saved, you are you are now starting a journey that will end in heaven. And it's a process. But it's also a choice. You can be born again and refuse to grow. Like a child that is born and is not well fed. Alright, I'm told that the pagination is not the same, but try to see how you follow as I teach on. Spiritual growth is a choice. As long as a child that is born and is giving nutritious food and is taking it, and is digesting it, as long as that child is responding that way, it is composite that the child will grow. But the child can refuse to take the food. Our second child in my family, my second daughter, was born in Kenya. And in Kenya, fresh meat is the cheapest of all the foods they sell. Fresh meat, they meet from the cow every day. Every morning, they will make it fresh. It's the cheapest. The poorest person will have access to one liter per day. And... Uh, this my second daughter refused to take fresh meat. And she, we did everything. She didn't take the nutritious food. She didn't like it. Whereas her first daughter enjoyed it. And she didn't have any problem. But later on, we discover that those nutritious things that would have helped this daughter, which she didn't take, affected her growth, her bones. And she started having bow legs. 
And the growth was not as rapid as the first one. Because the nutritious food she didn't take. Your pastor can cook good food. Three balance messages. If you are not available, you are always absent. The day they cook salad, you are not there. Beans, you are not there. Meat, you are not there. Egg, you are not there. But the day it is Pukuru, uh, that's the only day you show up. The day it is dry corn without any nutrients, that is the only day we see you. You will not grow spiritually. It's a choice. Number two, it's not accidental. In other words, it doesn't happen by chance. Number three, it's intentional. All of us must intentionally desire to grow. The Bible says we should desire the, the meat of the word of God. And we should also desire the nutritious one that we enrich us spiritually. So it involves your, your path. God will do his part. But you must do your part. It costs you a price. In other words, it's not sheep. And spiritual growth is a process. Stage by stage. That's why we have different classes in the church. That we enhance your spiritual growth. Brothers and sisters, let us not become like other people who only go about looking for what will please them. Let us not become like other people who don't mind what Christ minds, but they mind what they need. They only look for what will satisfy their body need. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's mission, is a church with the world, for the world. And we are balanced. Let us not be one-sided. We must be ready to take the word of God that we meet all areas of our need, not just one side. Look at the book of Luke, chapter 14. I don't know your page, but this is page 26 now. 1433. Luke 1433. In other words, Jesus demands 100% commitment from you as his own 
in order for him to be able to do what he needs to do in your life for your growth. And that means you must be a genuine disciple. And that is why Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, and up to 21, he said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live now in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God, who died for me and gave himself for me, who loved me and gave himself for me. That is the, the cry and the heartbeat of a true disciple. That leads me to the next point in our teaching. Who is a disciple? Who truly is a disciple? A disciple is a dedicated follower who adheres to the teachings of Jesus Christ. He's not just a follower, but he's a learner who learns from his master. He learns from the feet of his master. A disciple is a follower who learns and follow the footsteps of his master. We are called to be disciples. We are not called to be just converts. After your salvation, you need to enroll in this lifelong school of discipleship that Christ is where Christ is the master and where he, he encourages and nurtures you to grow to maturity. A disciple is a servant who also is a witness. John chapter 12, verse 26. A disciple hears and obeys the voice of Jesus. John 10, 27. The question I want to ask you is this. Are you following Jesus or you are following yourself with? Are you a true disciple? Or you are just a convert of one prophet or one, you know, uh, person that you you see as your model and that's all you you follow him and you don't even have any resemblance of Christ. Every one of us, both both leaders, pastors, elders, evangelists, we are all disciples of Christ. The only difference is that some of us are ahead of the other. Nobody has arrived. 
We are all on a journey. No one has reached the destination yet. That is one thing I have learned from my general here. He doesn't see himself as somebody who has reached there yet. Every meeting we have, he will always pray, say, Father. If there is anything we have said that is wrong, please forgive us. And your 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 place, heaven. Please count us worthy. And this time he said that I see that sense of we are still on a journey. I am not yet there. I truly I am ahead, but we are all on the same journey. We are going to the same place. And if we all see this journey as something that we have not yet arrived, we will be eager every day to learn and to grow. Many of us are not growing. The same level you are 10 years ago is where you are today. Spiritually. Rather than growing spiritually, you are going carnally. Rather than developing more spiritual virtues, you are developing more carnal virtues. In fact, some of the things that you struggle with 10, 20 years ago, you are still struggling with them today. When are you going to grow up? Some of these things that easily beset you 30 years ago, they still beset you today. When are you going to grow? Some of the things that you pray that you will overcome many years back you are still you are still found in them today it's a sign that you are not growing spiritually you must be ready to pay the price and you must be ready to yield yourself and then we move to this important aspect of this topic the price for spiritual growth the price for spiritual growth spiritual growth has a price for us to pay. We have said that it's not automatic. We have said that it's a process. We have said that it requires our, uh, our own commitment. And so, let's look at the price now in detail. After giving your life to Jesus Christ, which is the gateway to having a deep relationship with God, you need to go higher. Look at me, everybody. I want you to do something for your neighbor now. Hold the person by your side. Hold the person by your side. Shake hand with him. Shake hand with him. Shake hand with him. Shake hand with him. 
Say my brother. Say my sister. Since you have been born again, you need to go higher spiritually. Please say to him or her. After, after this convention, by the grace of God, your spiritual life will be better than the way you came here. Say to him or her, say every price you need to pay, God will give you the grace to pay it. Say you will not fail to grow. I hope the, I hope the priors are doing it. I say you will not, you will not, you will not be stagnant. By the grace of God, say go higher spiritually in the name of Jesus. Let me hear, Amen. God bless you. The prices are lifted in this booklet. Price for spiritual growth. Number one is total obedience. Obedience is the master key to spiritual growth. And it is the gateway to holiness. Listen to me. Government is a holiness church. What did I say? I want you to say it, everybody. Say government is a holiness church. We believe in holiness. We preach holiness. We are, ho- we, are a ho- we are a holiness church and we are a holy church. We emphasize holiness. We preach sanctification, both initial, progressive, and entire. It is in the Bible. It's not the doctrine of just one church. It's the doctrine of the Bible. And we hold on to it. We believe in holiness. But the question is, are we living holy lives individually? When we say obedience, obedience is the gateway to holiness. Obedience to the known will of God. In the book of First Peter, chapter 1, verses 14, 15, 16, and 17, he said, Obey God, because you are his children. Don't sleep back. This is from TLB version, Living Bible. Say, Don't sleep back into your old ways, doing evil because you knew no better. But, be holy now in everything you do. Just as the Lord is holy, who invited you to be his child, he himself has said, you must be holy, for I am holy. And remember that your heavenly father, to whom you pray, has no favorite when he judges. He will judge you with perfect justice for everything you do. So, as in reference fear of him from now on until you get to 
heaven. Why? Why? Pastors, preach holiness messages. Not only deliverance, not only prosperity. Preach holiness messages. If we, if we challenge you as a preacher to, to strive for holy living, and if we, if we give direction to your congregation, to your members, it is what you have fed them with that you will see in their life. Whatever we preach is what we see in any denomination. Let us be balanced. If you see any disobedient child, that child will not be a, a growing child, a responsible child. It will not be growing responsibly. And disobedience is like eating poison. And when you eat poison, you are bound to die. Disobedience kills. It not, not will not, uh, not only retard your growth, it will ultimately lead you to death. Spiritual death. We must Emphasize obedience. Obedience to God who sees all things. And obedience to our leaders who see certain things. Let us remember that obedience is a matter of the heart. I was, this book let talk about who was asked to sit down by his teacher and the student sat down but the student said something he told the teacher that although I am sitting up but in my heart I am standing up in other words he is not in full compliance with the order of the teacher he appears to be obedient on the surface but in reality rebellious spirit is in him in the God of Mission International I declare today spirit of disobedience spirit of rebellion let the fire of God consume you now ah when is so joy giving Somebody will say yes, sir. But he will not do it. And he doesn't know that whatever he's going to do after that, God will not bless it. When your leader says, 
let's do this and we agree. And you turn back and say, don't mind him. I, who is going to do it? You don't know that you are, you have the, the spirit of witchcraft attended to you. Because disobedience, the spirit of disobedience, the Bible says, is what? Eh? The spirit of witchcraft. And you have become a witch in the church by disobeying the structure of your leader. And immediately you do that, the blessing of God is taken away. Even if you are a, a, a pastor or an elder or an evangelist, you don't have the blessing of God again because that spirit of disobedience has entered, witchcraft has entered, God is no more there. Yeah, First John chapter 2, verses 3, 4, 5, and 6 say, He said, Now, by this we know that we know Him. He keeps His commandments. He says, He who says, I know Him, and does not keep His commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Regardless of the title that person bears. It doesn't matter. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him or her. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk thus as he walked. Let's walk the talk. Let's walk the talk. Let us be the doer, let us be obedient. It is a path to grow spiritually. If once you don't get over this problem of obedience, disobedience, you have blocked your way to growth. You cannot grow spiritually oh, if you have disobedient spirit so in you. And this is very important. If you are not changed or transformed completely or you are, been, uh, you are born again but you are backslidden into disobedience, it has become part and parcel of your life, it, you will become a problem to other believers. If you are a leader and you stretch your hand like this, you transfer the same spirit to the congregation. And that is why we have so many disobedient. When say, sit down, they will not sit down. Don't go, they will go. Don't roam about, they will roam about. You now wonder, why is this multiplying? It is multiplying because there are some leaders who are disobedient to other leaders and they are transferring that spirit to so many and it's spreading like wildfire. Oh, by you, Father. That is the end of the world. 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 From today, the spirit of obedience will possess you. You see, that amen is so slow. If, I, if, it is a prayer, 
If it's a prayer of uh, prosperity, no, now you will jump Let us grow to even appreciate spiritual things. I say the spirit of obedience will possess you. I, I, I don't want to shout it. The spirit of obedience will possess you. From today, you will not find it difficult to obey instructions. As I'm saying it now, let the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit baptize you. You know, we have prayed a lot for you. 40 days of fasting and prayer, several dry fasting for you. And now is the time for you to receive it. As I lift up my hands before the Almighty God, I declare upon every born again child of God, every, every saint here, Holy Spirit of God, baptize us with the spirit of obedience. Amen. You will not struggle to obey. How, how wonderful will it be when you are a pastor in a church where you give simple instruction and you just go and sit down and they follow it? I mean, you will be so peaceful in your heart. I, I pray once again. All children of God here, receive in your spirit, receive in your soul, receive in your heart the grace, the grace, the grace to obey without struggle in the name of Jesus. You see those who stand up now? You see those who stand up? I want you to not only stand up for prosperity prayer, stand up for spiritual prayer. It is more important. It is more important. Children of God, it is more important. If you don't discipline yourself very well, we only use to, if we pray prayer of heaven, you won't, you won't, it will not move you. But let my enemy die. place we shame. Is a sign of carnality. Is a sign that we are more earthly minded than heavenly minded. We must balance. Our G, our GO says, live your life. As if Christ will come today. But plan it. As if it's coming is what? 1500 years. That's a balanced life. When prosperity message is preached, yes, receive it. But when spiritual messages are preached, Oh, excited. When you need to repent, repent. If you need to cry, cry. And godless sorrow. 
will bring about the revival that God wants to pour upon His church in this end time. May there be revival in God's Mission International. Revival of holiness. Revival of righteousness. Revival of purity. Revival of the passion for heaven. I say, let it start from this convention. We are not only going higher financially, we are going higher spiritually. Let me hear you better. Amen. Thank you, men of God, for standing up. Sit down. Sit down. God bless you. Sit down. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will jump from that to another important tool for spiritual growth. On page 30, if that is correct with your book, It talks about renewing our minds with the Word of God. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Paul writing to the Roman believers. Beseech them, beg them. That they should present themselves as living sacrifice. And that they should not conform to the pattern of this world, but that they should be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And then it gives the resultant effect or impact that will make. So then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Is good, pleasing, and perfect will. We started, we said that spiritual growth is a journey, it's a process. We said it started, it starts by the renewal of your mind by being born again, by salvation. But when that happens, we said obedience is the gateway to the, to the big house where all other, you know, uh, ingredients for spiritual growth can be found. And this renew of our mind by the word of God is not just at once. It happens when we are born again, which the theologians call initial sanctification, but it continues which they call progressive sanctification until the end. It is non-stop. Day by day, we are expected to be renewed. 
day. We are expected to grow in character. In the way we perceive things. In knowledge. We are expected to grow in revelation. It is not something that only happen once and stop. It continues. Each day as you hear the word. The word of God is a pool of water. Watches you every day. Cleanses you and sanctifies you. And each day you become better and better. You become more like Christ every day. As a, 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 a raw material in the factory, the word of God works on you and brings the best out of you. And you do more, not just by head knowledge, but by heart knowledge. You know about him by head knowledge? For you know him by heart knowledge. And that is what the word of God does. The Holy Ghost moves in your heart when you hear the word. The Holy Ghost moves in your heart when you hear the word of God. And it is where you need to change. And empowers you by His Spirit to, to make that change. Now your portion, your own portion is to respond. And when you respond, then it's does what he's supposed to do in your life. The word of God constantly, continually, and consistently works on you to bring Christ-likeness as your character and show it and you live it. You no longer struggle. You don't struggle to live like Christ. It becomes natural. Because he is the one that does it in you. Yo, Jackie, be a year Christy. Cod Diara for you should do a man like a Kalati or Shenanure. Yo, Diara for the reason why you are struggling is because you are not yielded totally. When God's work comes to you, either you are not listening. Or you ask, you had in your heart. Or you don't care. And so it doesn't happen, it doesn't make any power. But if you yield yourself, that word has a power. Like an injection that is meant to kill a malaria parasite. If you go straight and hit the parasite and weaken it and destroy it, and your 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 body will get healed again. The same way the spirit of God through the word of God goes in. And this with that carnality and and shook it and kill it and you are empowered to overcome it. You know not that struggle, but because you don't eat, you struggle and you fall, you fail and rise and fall and rise and fall. God 
God will help you. I thought somebody would shout Amen. Uh, okay, God will help me. Many of us, why our, our relationship is so bad, why we can't trust one another, so many things happening in the church, you look at, you can't, you are afraid of, the, you don't even know who is, it's because we have not yet yielded ourselves, we are, we have, we have, we have, we have, uh, um, how do I say it, our spiritual uh, being has been starved to death. We have been feeding the carnal man, carnal mind. We have starved the spiritual man in us. And so it's what you manifest is a carnality because the spiritual person in you has been starved and is no longer growing. In fact, some have died spiritually. <laughs> Ah, may God cause revival in the church. In those days, as young as I am, when you hear God's word, after the message in our churches, People will sit back and they will be praying on that word, not on the, you know, on the enemy or on the evil spirit. They will be praying on the word and, and crying unto God. And people are always receptive to words of, of salvation, of, of, of holiness and so on. But today, before you finish, the whole place is empty. And if people have, you just... You don't see any spiritual, you know, atmosphere. It's so carnal. Sometimes even very tense, very tense. Spiritual growth. Going higher spiritually. After today, in God's permission, incarnation, the Spirit of God will come back in the mighty way to our churches. I can hear your email from this side. We will have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And God's word will penetrate into our heart. We will meet at the word of God. And there will be revival in the church. On page 32, I don't know what that page will be in your booklet. It is still under. Obedience produces growth and maturity. And uh, on the front of that page, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And Matthew chapter 7, verse 20 says, Whereby, wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. The fruit we see in our churches today. 
Can we say they are spiritual fruits? Or they are carnal? Because of the curse or the desire to be prosperous financially, many people today give them a project of 10,000 naira, they will call it, project that will be 10,000, they will call it 20,000, and they will take 20,000, and the work will not be done very well. You now ask yourself, where are we going with the way things are going? People don't bother what will can happen immediately. They commit that evil. They don't bother if Christ can come immediately or anything can happen or death can come. They just go ahead and do another one and do another one and piling it up. And then they will use very nice coat to cover it. And then the hallelujah in the church will be higher than any other person. And you wonder, is God aware of this or God is completely unaware? <laughs> Ah, we need to come back to the cross. After this convention, I declare genuine repentance, genuine restitution, genuine reconciliation. Genuine restoration. I declare upon this church. I say, receive it, everybody. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Galatians 5:19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and so on and so forth. He says. Of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. They which do those these things, whether they are pastor or elder or deacon or member or brother or sister, young or old, male or female, known or unknown, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Whenever people manifest the works of the flesh, it's a sign of spiritual decline. It's a sign that they are not growing spiritually. It's a sign that they are not doers of the world. It's a sign that they are on their way to destruction. Anybody here today whose life is characterized by all these carnivices. May the Lord deliver you in the name of Jesus. May that yoke be broken. May you be free.
What then should be our desire and our passion? We must totally surrender ourselves. We see that on page 33. Surrender our will. Crucify the flesh. And let the Spirit of God take preeminence and prominence in our life. And if we do this, as shown in Galatians chapter 5.24 He says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. Because the flesh no longer rules them. But they walk in the spirit. They have put off the old man. And they have put on the new man. And they continue to walk in obedience. That is God's call for us. And next to this is total commitment. As it's the third price for spiritual growth. So go higher. We must be totally committed, completely loyal, and wholly devoted to Jesus and His cross. That is missing in our church today. Our commitment is so low that we compare our church with other churches. And we and we don't we don't look at the commitment of those other churches. I know of a church that there is only one branch for many years. In and they will travel from the extreme end of the city to the other end to go and worship. And I wonder all the traffic jam they face. Yet they don't complain. And when their leader say, bring all you have. They will bring it. Even to buy jets. They can sell and bring. And I said to myself, What is the problem? We in our church, we have a leader, a general overseer, who we use rather than demanding. He will use his own money. Sometimes we say, if instead of not paying salaries, or instead of not doing one project, take my salary, use it. And we have a leader who is so committed like that, so self-giving self and not selfish. Who then should receive better commitment from the membership between that leader and the leader of our church? I think we need to give more commitment to our leaders than those other people. May God release that spirit upon us today in the name of Jesus.
won fe lati ti ongogo ti won ni sile lati ti ongogo o je ki awa pelu ka fi ara waji fun adaridi eyi ju awon ti an so nipa re lo we have a leader ani adari who is not selfish ki ki so ni mo ta re ni nikan we have a leader ani adari who can be trusted ti a le gbekele if you want to clap clap ba ba pa te wa se be that's a fact whether you clap one general here in this in this in this nation he said he said if i i know if no if no general here go to heaven oni bi gbogbo he said i know the general of government is the heaven bound man of god If I mention the man you, you I, don't, I don't want to mention the name of the person he said i know him Let us be like our father. Exact more resemble his father. If you let you are the son of the general of Asia, you are the daughter of this man of God. You must you must live like he lives. I'm not flat. I'm not saying this Isango is not even on seat. Anywhere I go I say this. I am I am I am I'm familiar with many churches. Because I have to have taught in a seminary where you have so many denominations. I know what to say. I know what to do. But if we have a leader who is trustworthy. Who has no blemish? There is no any kind of accusation you can find against him. Why then should we not give all our support? Why are we not totally, completely? committed from today i speak to your life all members of government here present those, those not present wherever you are all over the world may the spirit of commitment on every commitment on every commitment on diluted commitment may he possess us now In the name of Jesus. Let everybody stand up. We cannot go beyond the level of our commitment. Akole dagbare koja ipele fareleji wa. And the, our level of commitment is measured, or can, it can, can, can be an indicator of our level of spiritual maturity. From today, let it come like a flower upon our life, so that in all things, in all things. We will give all to him. In the name of Jesus.
Then let me hear your amen. Thank you. Take your seat. Put your hand together for Jesus. All right. Let me begin to bring this city to a close. We, the four sacrifices or price for spiritual growth is total sacrifice. Total sacrifice. That's the number four. Nothing is too big for those who are sold out to Jesus to sacrifice for him. The sacrifice begins first with offering ourselves as a living sacrifice. If somebody was told of a, a little boy in the church, during offering time, when everybody was all giving offering to God, I was told that this little boy said, I don't want, I don't have money, I cannot even give only money, Rather than money, I want to give myself, and he put himself in the offering box. He told the usher, carry me go. I offer myself. And it, that story shows how God expects us as a member of this church to offer, be willing to offer ourselves. As living sacrifice. Not just our offering. Not just the tithe. Look, if you offer yourself totally, you will not be debating whether your tithe should be gross or net. You will, not, you will not be cutting it half. You will not be thinking that, eh, I don't know how much they are going to spend it. You will know that you are giving it to God. And you are not giving it to man. And if anybody mismanaging it, God will judge that You will give it joyfully and sacrificially. This is a mark of spiritual growth. Total sacrifice. And you see that in Second Timothy chapter 3. Chapter 3, I mean chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 and 5. Say you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engage in warfare and tangle himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also if anyone competes as an athlete. He is not crowned until he completes according to the rule. Total sacrifice. Number five. Total readiness. Like the five wise badges in the book of Matthew 25. Anyone who is desirous of growing and going with Christ must be totally ready. 
For he's coming every day. Total readiness. Spiritual growth means getting ready, growing daily, getting ready for his coming. A spiritually retarded believer is not ready for the master. He's not ready for his second coming. If Jesus comes today, are you ready? Will you be rapturable? Number six. Spiritual disciplines. These are spiritual exercises that enhance our growth. They are spiritual habits that strengthen certain qualities of the spirit in us. Spiritual discipline produces spiritual growth. Examples are our time of devotion. Quiet time. No Bible, no breakfast. That used to be our our passion as a young believer. But today, it is drive-through prayer you do every morning. Fast food prayer. Rush through it. No time of devotion. No time to meditate. How will you grow? How will you grow when you don't meditate on the world? How will you grow when you leave your house in the morning without a fresh revelation from God? Prayer is another spiritual discipline. Today we pray more than we used to pray. But we pray wrongly. We pray many wrong prayers that God will not answer. Those wrong prayers, God will not answer. Because God will not answer, it amounts to a waste of time. If God answers all kinds of dangerous prayers, there will have been serious problems. Because oftentimes, when you say enemy, it is the person that challenges you for mismanaging church money that your enemy. It is the preacher that preaches directly and he hits you very hard. And you think somebody has gone to tell him your life story. That is your enemy. It is the person that doesn't support your rebellious action. That is your enemy. You went to him and got him, but somebody didn't say, Yes, you are correct. He becomes your enemy. And when you pray that enemy should die, if all the enemies die, who will remain? I'm not saying there are no genuine enemies. But we have made ourselves one another enemies. We can offend one another. He doesn't make him your enemy. Call him. Tell him. And say to it. 
Rather than go tell him, he said, The procedure in the Bible, we don't follow it. The first person you tell is the person that offends you. If you cannot resolve it, take another person with you. That's what the Bible says. And if you cannot resolve it, then call the elders. But we don't follow those processes. In fact, we don't even take any step. May God have mercy on us. Let me hear your amen. amen. Prayer and fasting, they are, they are spiritual discipline. But they must, they must be channeled correctly. Fasting makes you to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. But it must be for a spiritual purpose and for the mind of God. Number seven, spiritual hunger. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. We must be hungry to grow spiritually, hungry for spiritual things. When we get spiritual food, we must be like a ruminant. The animal called Rumina, who will take the cord, cut the grass, have, sit down, hibernate, and regurgitate, and chew, and chew, and chew, and then digest, and then enrich himself through that food. We must be like that. We must not let the word of God just go by and we dismiss it and we go and there and go and continue to live the same way. After this teaching, for example, you are supposed to sit down and check your spiritual life and put it on a spiritual spiritual thermometer and say where am I growing where am I not growing am I growing character am I growing in holiness am I growing in spiritual discernment sit down don't just hear God's word over and over and go away. Meditate. Check it back again. Reflect. And then take action. And you begin to see results. Live an intentionally growing life. Don't just live every day anyhow. You must be conscious of your growth level. You must measure your growth level as a leader, as a pastor. Are you growing in spiritual things? Are you growing in the things of God? Some of us only give testimonies of our material growth, financial growth. We don't give testimony of our spiritual growth. In our churches, we need to allow people to come out and give testimony of how they were delivered 
from eating that easily beset them. How they overcame those things. How they forgave. Somebody who offended them and they prayed and fasted and received grace and they forgave and they reconciled. Let them give testimony. Let people give testimony how they encountered temptation and how they overcame that temptation. Not only how, praise God, you know God prospered me. In fact, miraculously, I just sent 10,000 naira. And then after that, 10,000 became 10 million. Praise God. And nobody asked, how did 10,000 become 10 million? How did 10,000 become 10 million? How did 10,000 become 10 million? Let there be a passion and desire for spiritual growth and let it permeate all our worship services and spiritual activities. And as, as I go to the conclusion, the Algerian Vasya listed some things I want to mention quickly before I give It is page 38 of my booklet, but I don't know what page is on your booklet. It says position has, position seekers in the church today have become rampant and it is Hindering spiritual growth. Some have turned spiritual race to a race for positions. I want to know why you put. you put. Because they think that positions means spiritual growth or maturity. You can be in a position that is high and you are a spiritual babe. But I pray that God will not allow people who are carnal to get to higher position in our church. Let me hear your amen towards that. Amen. And if anybody who has found his way there who is a dangerous person, the Lord will remove him or her in Jesus' name. Another thing is arrival mentality. I've arrived. As I'm taking out. Some people may be judging my homiletics. Some people may be judging my hermeneutics. Some people may be judging my delivery of the message rather than letting the spirit of God speak to them. Arrival mentality makes you to close your mind when God is speaking to you. They feel they saw nothing to learn again. Ah! It's a sign of a spiritual decadence and death. Another one is familiarity. Familiar spirit. Familiar spirit is not just uh, it's not just Obanje. It's a spirit that makes you to be too familiar with God that you have seen the nature of God 
and you no longer respect God. And no respect for God again. Every familiar spirit in this place, wherever you are, hear the voice of God. I command you in the name of Jesus. Get out now. When you become too familiar with God, his word doesn't move you again. You have no respect. You will be playing with your phone when the message is going on. Just as you are doing now. You are texting now. And where the message is going on. Familiar spirit has entered into you. And today is going out in Jesus' name. God is saying to all of us, under this teaching, we must return to our first love. On page 38, he says we must hunger for holiness and more of his image to be reflected in us. We must hunger and task for his will to be done alone. And we must hunger for a new level in him. Hunger for a new level in him. Hunger for God to use us as a channel of blessing to Martin Luther said, Lord, let me not leave to be useless. It is a great thing to be useless in the hands of God. And Tony, Tommy Tenny, in experiencing his presence, says, in the, he says, he prays a prayer like this, and he says, Lord Jesus, my soul aches at the mere mention of your name. My heart leaves for every rumor of your coming and each possibility that you manifest your presence. I'm not satisfied with mere spiritual dentists. I am ravenously hungry for you in your fullness. I am desperate to feast on the bread of your presence and quench my thirst with the wine of your spirit. May this be your experience in the name of Jesus. As we go through this city in this convention, I pray for you that whatever it takes for you to grow spiritually, the Lord will carry it out in your life in the name of Jesus. I say whatever you need for you to go higher spiritually, you will receive it now in the name of Jesus. As you are rising up, you are rising to a new level of spiritual growth. Your life will not be stagnant again. I speak to your soul. I speak to your spirit man. Let the hunger 
And fast for spiritual growth. Begin to possess you now in the name of Jesus. As you are saying, Amen. I ask for spiritual inoculation. Spiritual injection. That we kill carnality. That we destroy the moon of carnality. Let that injection be given to you by the angels of heaven as you are standing now in the name of Jesus. Let the power that sanctifies, the power that purifies, begin to flow in this auditorium. Let the power of the Holy Ghost begin to move upon every soul now and every impurity in your life. Every purity in your life that hinders you from flowing spiritually. Let fire consume me now. Let me hear you say, Amen. From today, I command you begin to grow spiritually. Go higher. In revelation, go higher. In inspiration, go higher. In holiness, go higher. In righteousness, you will not decline. Oh, dear Father, tell you, the Lord will energize you. Oh, Lord, you Father, I call energy, spiritual energy, spiritual stamina, to go higher. I say, receiving now. I want to pray for two categories of people who claim the violin. And I want them to come out. Number one, you want to accept Jesus. You want to settle the issue of salvation once and for all. Please don't sit down there. You know that you are not born again. If you don't come today, you are not there. But today, today, you want to set to it. Once and for all, you will not come out every time for us to again. This is the day the Lord has made. Today you are saying, Jesus, I surrender to you. Oh, yeah, come. Come now. Come now. Begin to come. Begin to come. Pass, pass, pass. Move, 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 move. Begin to come. Those of you that were standing the other time. Oh yeah, come, 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 come. Today is your day. You not tomorrow. Today you will set to it up. Come here, come here. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Run, 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 run. I don't have time. I have said exactly uh, uh, one hour, 45 minutes or 50 minutes because of the Nepal. Uh, issue. I want to finish quickly. Come, come, come. Hallelujah. 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 This is your day. Not tomorrow. Once and for all. Jesus is here to save you. You will not come out for that conversation. You will set you today. He will deliver you. He will remove the engine of sin. He will break the yoke of Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Close right. It's a serious moment. Oh my God. I want you to come. Even if you are more than this, come. 
Today, salvation, salvation. You must say to it. No tomorrow. Come, come. Enough is enough. It is not what you, it is a serious decision. Put your hand on your shoulder. Put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. I say, Jesus, today I surrender to you. Save me today. Save me once and for all. Today, deliver me from sin. Today, I surrender to you. Come, come, come. I want you standing here today. He's a preacher like me. I'm not you standing here today. Yeah, yeah, I'm not standing here today. God is going to raise up great men among you. But you must first settle with God. Pray, 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 pray. pray. It's not a, you, I, you, I, I expect you to be crying, not laughing. This is a serious moment. Open your mouth. Open your mouth, open your mouth. Say, Jesus, save me today. I surrender. Once and for all, I give my life to you. Pray, pray, pray. Pray, pray, don't close your mouth. Open your mouth, say, Jesus, today, I surrender. I want to settle the issue of salvation. My name must enter the book of life. I must be delivered from the book of death. I will not leave this convention unless I am born again. This is my day. All evangelists come out. Whether you are national or international or district or zona or assembly, come out. All evangelists. Pray, 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 pray. It's a serious matter. It's a serious matter. It's a serious matter, my brother. It's a serious matter. Jesus, today, save me. We don't rush it. We are not rushing it. You must set to it today. You must save me today. I cannot continue to live like this. Pray to your God sin in me. Destroy the seed of sin. Say it, cry unto him. I cannot say myself. Save me today. Are you praying? Uh-huh. Today is your day. Enough is enough of religion. Today you will say to him. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, 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 in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, Baba. Father, Baba. I kneel before you, asking that you have mercy. Have mercy because you died for these brothers and sisters. Lord, no matter how dangerous they have been, how dangerous their life has been. No matter how far they have gone in sin. You save me. 
you can save them. You forget me. You can forgive them. You change me. You can change these people. Today I need it for you. I intercede on behalf of these people. That no one standing here today will go back to their old lifestyle. But they will experience salvation. Lord Jesus, let your blood speak on their behalf. Let your blood wash away their sins. Let your blood redeem their souls. Let your blood bring them to knowledge of repentance. Today, let their name be written in the book of life. Therefore, I pray for you. You are forgiving. You are forgiving. You are forgiving. Today, as you have confessed, as you have prayed, Jesus has taken over your life. Receive the gift of salvation. Receive the new life. Receive the spirit of sonship. Receive salvation. As you walk out of this place, you will not walk back into your own lifestyle. You will hate sin. You will hate iniquity. You will love righteousness. You will love holiness. You will live the rest of your life for Jesus. You will make heaven. And after today, God will raise up among you great preachers who will bring thousands and millions to Jesus. Let that mark be upon you. Let that mark be upon you. You are delivered. It is well with you. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Welcome to the fold of the, the children of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, celebrate. Come on, celebrate them. Celebrate them. Celebrate them. Clap for them.